Andy? I have no idea to this day what those two Italian ladies were singing about. Truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. I like to think they were singing about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you, those voices soared higher and farther than anybody in a great place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made those walls dissolve away. And for the briefest of moments, every last man at Shawshank felt free. Mr. Jamie, you, you're a, a friend of Scott Morrison's, yeah? I know him, yes. Yeah, yeah, you've your familiar Scott Morrison, who is unfortunately not with us at the time of recording, because he's off still gallivanting. I think he's in Canada now? Somewhere north. He's sure. He, I, I mean, he was in America, now he's in Canada, I think. Um, but, so you know him, so how he recently went on this journey of self-discovery, not to America, but through the box sets of Lost he owns. I heard tale of his journey. How how did you find this adventure, watching your friend go through the, the experience of I, Lost? It felt as if I now know two different men. Right. The Scott Morrison at right. the beginning of the journey. Okay, you've got Scott Morrison at the beginning of the journey. Mm-hmm. Who's the second man? It's also Scott Morrison. Right. But... It's him at the end of the journey. Man. Yes. That's from, levels of depth. From Scott to man. That's... As I think the best way that I can put it. That's a level over, of philosophical thinking I, I just couldn't comprehend. Over islands and polar bears and... It's, it's, it was a crazy journey. I myself only lived like a season and a half of it, but Scott did it all. It's quite emotional. Yeah. Quite an emotional experience, but everyone involved... Hearing him, nah, 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 lost this, lost that. All right, Scott, you're watching Lost, Jesus. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's like five seasons. Oh. We, we lived through. He, he talks a bit, doesn't he? Just a, just a bit. He yeah, talks a bit um, too much. And he's some, tall. How fucking tall is Scott Morrison? At least two Daniel Faradays. I'm yeah. not too sure if that's in bad taste. I mean. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yes. um, it was at least two. To, to live five seasons in the space of like three months. Aye. He went through a lot of pain, Danny. Yeah. He not didn't, speak a lot he, didn't, him, he didn't shut up about it though. No. Right. But he's not here. Thank fuck. And um we should probably just get Get stuck. on with it. Oh. Hey, what's up, Danny? I'm back from bank. Oh. Hi. Hi Scott. Oh. It's not like this. This thing isn't what you'd, you'd like think of the thing. What the fuck is this? We right, thought okay. you were lost. What are you doing here? Oh. What's he doing here? Where are you? He? Who's he? What? He's not. I don't even know uh, who this guy is. Uh, uh, wrong door. We agreed. You you only had to do one episode while I was. Up. What is this? Oh, no. You knew I was back. Can, can, fucking, can I talk to you in private for a sec? You fucking stay oh, there. So, oh, 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 fucking, we should probably too? stop recording or something. No, I'll, leave it. Oh, I'll I'll just stop that. I mean, five seasons doesn't prepare me for this. There's some real emotion going on right here. This, this isn't like the last time. It wasn't this bad when Daniel Faraday died. I swear to God. I couldn't find I, anyone better! We, I thought it was all about polar bears, I'm going to be honest with you. We watched the rock fight a monkey! Yeah. Right? 
monkey, yeah. Hey everyone, it's Second Opinion, my podcast that I host with my friend Danny. But with us this week, we got Jamie Boyle, because Danny forgot that I was going to be here for this episode, and he fucking booked somebody to come in and cover for me. Welcome, Jamie. What's up, people of Peebleton? Welcome to another episode of Second Opinion, the movie podcast. I'm your host, Scott Morrison. I'm the host. And with me, as always, is my fucking co-host... Danny Jones, hi. everybody say hi, hi. shop, and hi. Jamie Ball's here too, they're here hosting their fucking Ready Player One fan cast, Ready Player One was fun, because you two idiots think it's good, it's quite fun, you know, King Kong in it, I had a bit of shining, I don't know what we could ask for, was that convincingly tense, do you think, I was personally quite threatened, would you say you were threatened, that's good, definitely, this is fun, it's actually the secret is we're all friends. What what I think would be funny to believe is that a, a this was unplanned, unscripted, and b that you would be recording a podcast in my flat at the moment I got. I, did, I was thinking <laughs> your flat is surprisingly easy to break into. Yeah, very easy, especially, especially when I threw the keys. To yeah, this. I did throw the keys to you. Having the keys was a really easy way to break into someone. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I was in America. Uh, slash Canada, but it's basically the same thing, isn't it? Aye. And uh, now Aye. I'm back. But you, we, we, we'd saw you'd organised a podcast with Jamie. Yeah, you came back so suddenly on the off chance that I wasn't here. But I am here, and I was like, we'll just do a bloody three way because we've had a lot of guests on recently. Yeah, it's been fun. We had Michael Kelly a lot. We had Michael Kelly. Quite Wonder if he's listening. Might as well just be part of the show, eh? Aye. Hi, Michael. We'll write him. Up, we'll draw him up a contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, a one that's favourable to us, though. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. We get seventy five percent of the mm. cuts, and also shares. we own the name Michael Kelly. I think that's the best way. To yeah, go. he's I'm not allowed to. Him. He's not allowed to uh, go by Michael, Michael Kelly, Kelly in public. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Kelly will be um, drawn into the brand of second opinion. Mm. Yeah, um, but I think that was quite an aggressive opening. Maybe I'll let you do your regular opening, okay? And then we can get this Ready Player One fan cast. Going, I'm rolling. Are you ready, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones. I'm joined with Scott Morrison hey. and Jamie Boyle. Hello, hey, you've been on the podcast before. I have. Was that the, fun? <coughs> the blockbuster Gremlins 2 episodes, yeah, it was, it was almost a year ago, it was a which we just learned, like, yeah, because <laughs> that was the last voice recording. Danny, can you pretend that Jamie Boyle is not in the room right now, and I'll tell you Already something. Already done. Whoa. And I'll, I'll tell you something about Jamie Boyle. Right, okay. As a person that I know. Sorry, who are you talking about? Doesn't matter. Okay. Jamie Boyle has found a way, somehow, to live his life under a very large rock. A very physical rock. Right? Because I would say 90% of the sort of media-based conversations, whether it's film or music... 90% of the conversations where I say, oh, have you seen this thing? Jamie will respond with, no, I have not. And that extends from 
from from so many things. You know, recently we've had This Is America, the the new Cherish Gambino track. Is that three days old? Of course he fucking has it. <laughs> three days old, right? Three, this is, but this is where I'm going. It extends from things that are just a few days old that oh, are in the I public see. eye to a movie that is considered by IMDb to be the greatest movie of all time. The Shawshank Redemption. Until about 20 minutes ago, Jamie had never seen it. How do you get this far in life without having seen the Shawshank Redemption? Jamie Boyle, welcome to the podcast. Tell us. Thank you very much, Scott <laughs> Morrison. Um, I like to think I've lived my life strategically and that mm-hmm. any time it's been on TV, I just make myself scarce. You just... I, I, I avoid it. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh yeah, Wednesday night, the Shawshank Redemption's on. I'll just uh, go to dinner, shall I? I best go out. Huh? Yeah. Best go out to the internet cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Steer clear. I'll just look at a plot summary of it and just yeah. say, I've seen it. How, because <clears throat> I don't know about you with the Shawshank Redemption, but at school, in high school, I feel like every class found an excuse to show the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I, so I did Geography? Study. Yeah. Oh, it's in a place? takes no, place in a place no, no geography is different geography they always used to show the day after tomorrow yes they love the day after they tomorrow they love the day after but then, tomorrow have so you seen the day after tomorrow Jamie boy I, I, I have I swear I have I mean I feel like if he hadn't I'd be like yeah, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. it's not Jake Gyllenhaal's finest it's not Roland Emmerich's finest um, but yeah like we they, they found a way to just show it to us in every class I feel like English mm-hmm. RME history there was a reason to watch Shawshank Redemption what about you? What what was your kind of? Yeah, I studied Shawshank Redemption. Um, I had the same English teacher for my uh, both fifth year and sixth year. And they were like both years. We're doing Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> they were. They were both years. We are studying Shawshank Redemption. For really? Our text. Yeah. So I did Shawshank Redemption too. Wait, years but was it like different aspects of the text, or was no? It, like... it was just Shawshank Redemptions as a text. Like over did... two years, or just individually on two? Individually years? two years. Did Whoa. they mess up there? Did no, she just them? didn't have many other texts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Mile, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it was fine for me. It gave me in sixth year a lot less stuff to study. I was like mm. Shawshank Redemption. Fuck it, I've seen already so it's... you just turned in the same paper ah. <laughs> <laughs> same paper i'd writ, wrote and submitted last year I, yeah my exam yeah that's exactly what i did um it is impressive the, the the sheer amount the sheer volume of things that you've sort of not seen or heard or i think it's just because i didn't really pay much attention to you just sort of live, you've got you've got your own sort of niche things that you like i suppose game comics books. and games that's yeah. it whereas i'm not a big comic and game guy i'm a movie and music guy so yeah. like I guess that's where we clash. To, to be honest with you, up until uni, I didn't pay a lot of attention to like pop culture stuff. To anything? Yeah, I just stared at the sky. For <laughs> Do you know what Pokemon is? I've heard of it. There yeah. was like three of them, hasn't there? There's, yeah, <laughs> there was really easy to collect them all back in the day. But <laughs> um, so we we sat you down. Yes. Around twenty minutes ago, you say forty. It's neither here nor there. It's not going to save you. <laughs> and, uh, and we watched The Shawshank Redemption, which was, actually, which was a nice experience because I have not seen that movie since high school because after high school, I was kind of done with it a little bit. But uh, when Jamie said he hadn't seen it, I was like, I thought... See, I don't... I don't Because I don't think there's anything new to say. I don't think we're going to sit yeah. down and have a conversation where we pick apart The Shawshank Redemption and like... I might have discovered the one thing. Yeah, you really discovered... Like, Jamie's going to upload a, a new essay on BuzzFeed. It's like... Like a what? What could be a BuzzFeed article about the Shawshank Redemption that um, you've just discovered? Top ten films you didn't realize were in the MCU. You, Would that be in the MCU? Is anyone in the Marvel universe from that movie? 
Clancy Brown? The newspaper. Is Clancy Brown in the... He plays Sutter in Thor Ragnarok. The big fire demon? Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. But you said the Daily Beagle. Yeah, the, the paper is called the Daily Beagle. Yeah, yeah so it's technically like in the MCU. So this could be, yeah, it's like a... You di- what like BuzzFeed? What you didn't know? Shawshank Redemption is films in the that MCU. you didn't know were in the MCU. Yeah, just after <sighs> Captain America froze up. Um, well, it would have been 1947. It would have yeah. been roughly yeah. long, only a few years. It was probably in the Daily Bugle that the Shawshank Redemption people had to read. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption people. Um, so what I but what instead I thought would be interesting is I I find the idea of like watching a film that is that kind of in the 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 pub like in the sort of yeah. pop culture. Like bubble, it, yeah, it is like again, it's considered to be one of the greatest movies ever made, and to come to it this late in the game, with all these kind of, you know, I guess preconceived notions, yeah, maybe, of like what the film's gonna be, like rather than like I saw it when I was still in primary school, I want to say, like was the first time I saw it, and I didn't really know anything about it, and I was like, this is amazing, I need to tell the whole world about this movie, turns out the whole world already knew about this movie, Um, but I think it's fascinating when you, you know, people who come to things like Star Wars at the age of 24, Hmm. knowing what Star Wars is, rather than when when you're the age that we kind of discovered it, where you're just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen, like, in my life, because you're a kid, and not that, it's the first kind of thing, as a kid, film-wise, I feel like, that really kind of grabs you, and like, excites you it's star wars like everybody knows that experience of star wars and so when you when you cut but when you come to it i feel like because i've had people who have watched star wars for the first time at the age of like 21 who are like yeah it's fine and i'm like yeah it's yeah it is fine isn't it but you've missed that like that window where it's fucking beautiful aye and so i thought it'd be interesting to find out what that's like <clears throat> with the shawshank redemption and maybe we could talk about how you found it and like maybe other movies that we've come to late in life and thought it'd make a different different kind of episode where we're yes. not just picking apart the movie where we're talking about like a very specific thing related to the movie but we did have to watch a two and a half hour movie before my, we, we did it so. my brain is yours to pack well okay so should we run down the plot of the shock section well first of all what was your preconceived before yeah, before, I guess before you yeah. watched the film what did you think the plot of Shawshank Redemption was so I had previously gotten confused. I say confused right. um, with another film that I brought up beforehand. Was it the Green Mile? It was not the Green Mile. Um, it was Shinless List. Was it, it the was... Longest Yard with Adam Sandler? It was, <laughs> it was none of them. Uh, I think it was Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you kept saying that you thought Steven Spielberg. Yeah, did. so I and right before that's... the movie started, we were like, "Are you thinking of Schindler's List?" So, <laughs> so do you know, like going into it, I did expect something of that out. Um, and so you didn't. Time what time. did you not know? It was like a prison drama. Not at all. I know. So you knew like nothing. Nothing. See, I thought. I thought you would know because I feel like the thing everyone knows about the Shawshank Redemption is it's a prison escape film. Mm. No, the only thing I know about it was Stephen King had written the short story. The so you thought it was like they're in prison, but also they're ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought that it was. All I know that it was that Stephen King had done it. That's like crazy. Kind of so you really yeah. didn't know. You've come so this blank. isn't even like. Yeah. That's fascinating. This isn't yeah. even like a. Because the thing about the Shawshank Redemption as well is that it's so iconic that it's been fucking referenced and parodied like hmm. 
in so many other films and TV shows and things like that. Feels like, like if you make a prison escape thing now, you it's have to reference yeah. the Shawshank Redemption. Right? Like, you can't not. There's so many things on it. There's so many scenes like the whole get busy living, get busy dying. Mm. You've heard that like tons of times. I didn't know it came from that. The whole thing about him like digging out, but like the poster covered up, like the yeah. hole in the water. I don't know if that's the film that originated it, but like when they did it, and it was such like, a big definitely thing. the film who's made it iconic. <coughs> now. Yeah. If so, you like, if you have a poster co- um, covering a hole in the wall, you think Shawshank Redemption. So like that, like I just thought. How that often was... does that come up? <laughs> well, in films, a bit more often. When? Plus, I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hole under most of my posters just in case. <laughs> in case I'm, you need to escape your flat preemptively. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of murderers about. <laughs> and 100% of grizzly bears are outside my um, flat. Not wrong. The ones that come inside are when you have to use the, wall, the holes <laughs> yeah. in the posters. Yeah. The um, well, that's interesting then. So that's... You didn't have any kind of... Preconceived notions? Yeah. Absolutely none. Did Again, you know Morgan okay. Freeman was in it? I did, actually. But I didn't know anybody else. So I thought he was wow. te- technically like I suppose depending on your point he would be the main character, but I thought that he was like the main person. Okay. So I didn't know there was somebody else who was like the main character. Okay. So, so fuck. So this is <clears throat> this is different then, because I just assumed you knew. So like, okay. So we're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. How kind of far into it are you? Like, oh right. The, oh, this is what this is like. Kind all, all, almost instantly. See, when you were going through like, the trial uh-huh. and like they were lining stuff up, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't do it." And then they sentenced him. I was like, "Okay, so it's a prison thing." That's yeah. like the point that it clicked. So I thought that like <clears throat> when you saw the bit with him in the car with the gun, and then the courtroom scene, mm-hmm. that maybe it would be told all in flashback, so it might be warish. But then when they're like, "Nah, that's just that's bad." So were you expecting more of an action film? <sighs> Surely not, not. No, not really. Like the minute that I knew it was Stephen King, like I was like, nah, it's not going to be like an. Uh-huh. But you weren't expecting a horror film, which he's more associated yeah. with. So I didn't expect what we got. What did you like? What genre would you? Yeah. Put what it did in? you think you were? Probably getting? more horror. I think. Yeah, horror. Kind of, not like straightforward horror, but like horror element. Is, is that? that I get? take it that's based on the fact that Stephen, Stephen King. King wrote yes. it. Yeah. So it's really fascinating. Hmm. I thought it was quite fun. Not the, f- the subject, the but I thought it was like quite, quite fun like walking into it being like, I, this, this could be anything. Because that's, because, you know, there, there's, I assumed again that that was going to be a film like, like you want, like, even if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, you know, nine you know. out of ten times, yeah. like, you know the twist. Same with like Fight Club and things like that. Like, because again, they're just so kind of parodied at this point that everybody knows the twist. So I just assumed that you knew what the Shawshank Redemption was, you just hadn't seen this it. This has been a cultural blind spot for me. Just That's so much stuff comes from You this, really so. do live under a rock. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's a very colourful You rock. might as well be in a prison where they don't Whoa, learn about these new movies. Um, okay, so... I guess... Okay. So what's your thoughts then? You've I just w- seen the Shawshank Redemption for the first time. IMDb's number one movie of all time. I'd, I'd give it a 4.5. Out of 10? Out of 4.5. I actually really liked it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Because um, it's the fucking Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting, which is maybe what makes me like it so much. But I always quite like stories that are kind of like it's about a character, but it's from somebody mm. else's viewpoint. Mm. So when it's from Morgan Freeman, the actor's viewpoint. Um, you could be acted who's in yeah he actually lived through the Shawshank yeah, Redemption he was, he was the Shawshank Redemption 
Um, I liked it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I found it weirdly funny, like when they went into his cell at the end, and I was like, "Yeah, he's hung himself." And then, did he goes, you think he'd killed himself? Uh, that, I, th- I thought it'd be weird, but I was like, "Okay, yeah, I guess that's where this could go." Because I was, th- I was thinking about because I didn't know if you knew the ending. No, like I, I, ass- I assumed you knew what the shocking damage was, but I wasn't sure if you knew the ending. So I was wa- when I was watching that scene take place, I was like, I was kind of thinking about you, and I was like, oh. "Would I be?" Would that be like a a bad ending if he hung himself? It would be, wouldn't it? Yes, that'd be a bad ending. Yeah, because it's because because the whole because then he's not the redeemed film, yeah. or like yeah. Well, no... Andy's the frame's not the one who has the redemption, but yes. like um, yeah. it would be if, if the whole point of the film is Andy's hope. It would be very pessimistic film for him to then give up on hope and kill himself. Exactly. It's like when... Shit, sorry. Got... <laughs> I tried to throw my phone quietly. Phone. <laughs> sorry. Add your attention to it afterwards. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, like when he asked what they're opening, they like, yeah, surely he wouldn't. I was like, oh, don't tell me he does. So then when he didn't come to the cell, I was like, oh, it's that kind of film, man. Yeah. And then when it wasn't there, and when he, the warden threw the stone through the hole, I just found that really, really Yeah, because you audibly yeah. laughed. Like, yeah. yeah, I just thought that's Yeah, you were like, amazing. oh my god. And I was like, I holy that. shit, this is properly like so, okay. blowing Jamie's mind. So that, like, the Shawshank Redemption, one of the best films um, considered by most of all time. And that moment being the sort of. Because like it's a, a like a, a horrible film up until that point where all this, this bad stuff has happened to the main character Andy Dufresne, and then you see the big reveal that he's managed to escape. So that could you could say pseudo. That's one of the biggest like moments of all of cinematic history yeah. of one of the biggest films. How did you feel about it? So it's interesting you say that because I think in a lot of films they'll tease something like hope. So they'll have like a dark situation. They'll have a character who's hopeful. They'll have hopeful things happen. And only for at the end of it, hope isn't what it seems. The character falls down, stuff like that. <clears throat> I think that was so good because it paid off. Yeah, you have a film that's got a really hopeful message, and it follows through on it up until the end. And I think that that kind of optimism is kind of not found a lot. Maybe I'm watching wrong films, but <laughs> um, I think that's what makes it great. That it's quite like true to what it does it doesn't try to be like yeah like hopes for losers stuff yeah. like that I think it's it's really... not cynical yeah, yeah well the character it's, it's of really Andy, optimistic. everybody is kind of cynical except for Andy Dufresne mm. yeah and so it's good that he hit that his kind of holding on to hope pays off in the end exactly yeah. I think yeah. that even though he gets put through the fucking <clears throat> ring he does like, yeah. he does definitely does that's the thing about the ending because like if you weren't to if you were in Jamie's situation you weren't to know it must be was it like the ending really surprising because it plays it quite dramatic and realistic up until because they really don't they really don't like <clears throat> like there's no hints to like oh he's he's tunneling his way out or anything you know what yeah. i mean like there's no there is no build-up to that no. so that is like a huge surprise and the film doesn't because... feel like it's that kind of film that would go something because like obviously a prison break is kind of like like a bigger film yeah like that's more like a or you'd almost have like a genre film as a prison break but like it doesn't before that it kind of just keeps it a really level realistic drama uh-huh. so that sort of reveals almost would be more surprising because you didn't even know it was the kind of film that would do something uh-huh. like that I think especially early on he asked for the, the rock hammer is that what mm. it's called yeah so when he asked for that and he goes oh you'll get the joke when you see it and then more than you see this like a tiny little hammer and you're yeah. like oh ha 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 and you don't really think much of it and then at the very end when you find it oh no he actually used that yeah I just think that's a really great payoff a really good payoff it is incredible and like <clears throat> it it I think it's it's kind of weird I was thinking about it when I was watching the movie that like even the what the times 
Because obviously the film spans like nine. Was it nineteen years? Nineteen years. Yeah. Like there's times when things are going well for him, <clears throat> and you think back on it, and you're like, even in those moments, like he's still fucking tunneling yeah. his way out, like night by night. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Actually, you know what I mean? That even during the good times, he's still like, no, yeah, like, this isn't the real. Like he was never, him. ever, ever committed to like this will just be my life now. Hmm. Like no matter how good he was making his life in the prison for himself he was always still set on like escaping That's yeah. like and he never point, gives that away to anyone I think is amazing yeah no it doesn't even hint it to Red or anything yeah how would you hint it? <laughs> come up with terrible rock puns every yeah. day or we're in a hard place well it looks like, like we're gonna have to tunnel way out of this situation red he's like why do you keep saying that <laughs> the same he says it every day because like obviously like every day he sees red uh pretty much all day so he's he's gonna he's gonna end up repeating the same puns all over again yeah of course he's never gonna because i mean how many puns can you come up with in prison <laughs> suppose with how 19 cre- years well she gonna yeah um i suppose we also have the thing about like rocks like carving stuff from rocks i suppose if you dwelled on that one you might be like yeah exactly you might be making a lot of rock based puns and this guy really likes his he really likes his rocks he really likes his earth he really likes his geography (laughs) um it's a long way to tunnel though isn't it it is it looks like a long it's a very well made tunnel it's like perfectly yeah it really is have you ever tried to just draw a circle by hand oh that's what i do every it's fucking impossible he nails it. Yeah, he does it really well. He bloody nails it. He's got a lot That's of time to perfect it. 19 years. He hammered and nails it. Rock hammer and nails it. Uh, I'm, do you think that, like, because the second part of that plan is to break through the tunnel, uh, the pipe of shit. Yeah. And he has to break it open by tying it in the lightning and the thunder. Yeah. Do you think he times the weather? Do you think, it's like, well, do you think he was waiting for thunder? Like, a, like, how long do you think the tunnel was ready? Before he, well, he kind of he hit red hints that like he re- um that's when Andy knew his his time at Shawshank was going like he had he had had enough with this so surely it's been ready for a wee while yeah but he's needed like while? he's needed to because like once you've done the tunnel you're like whoo I think this is you'd want to see what's on the other side yeah and you go okay so I think I could that's do something okay. with that and then you'd think well now I need to prepare <clears throat> other stuff like money on the other side getting hold of some shiny shoes you know stuff yeah. like that the important things so you then then take a few weeks to like gather all that up I thought it might have been when the kid he was teaching died like maybe he kind of saw like teaching this kid what you think like, like he had it ready before <coughs> that yeah like maybe he was ready to go and then he maybe saw like teaching the kid like how to read and stuff like that it's quite a hopeful thing and then that maybe gave him a bit of hope to kind of keep going on but then when he got killed he knew it wasn't an accident uh-huh. and so that's when he was like nah I'm, I'm done it would make sense if Andy st- uh, completed the wall before but then stayed to help him com- yeah. complete his high school diploma yeah that makes me like him more yeah <laughs> what a great guy let's take a minute for Andy let's pour some out <laughs> do you know what? I think he's underappreciated <laughs> In in what in this film that's considered to be the greatest of all time. <laughs> no, no, the film is considered been... to be the greatest kind of all time. I think Andy Dufresne is under himself underappreciated. Yeah, I forgot that Morgan Freeman narrated it. I feel really? like that's a very I, big I statement. Like big but I totally yeah, forgot. Yeah, I feel like that's <clears throat> one of probably the it's iconic parts. Weird of because it. see when it started, I think just because now I'm so programmed when I hear narration to be like don't like it don't like it not i'm not like a big fan of narration yeah and so for the first few minutes where it was going on i was like i don't like this i don't like this at all but then 
it works so amazingly you get really into it but i was thinking like is that still from a, a time when that was accepted or was that just not that it's not accepted no i just think i sometimes i just think it's like poor storytelling to include like heavy narration in your movie i think it helps that it like even though it's narration it's not narration by the main character yeah mm. so he he isn't directly narrating the andy dufresne then fought this then fought this he's going yeah. this is my impression of andy dufresne so you're still the main story is still told from like a, a sidelined perspective mm. you're like it's almost like you're watching the film with morgan freeman mm. and he's like well this is what i thought and this is what i think of this bit pretty sure it's only because Morgan Freeman was in both films but it kind of reminded me of Seven like when Morgan <laughs> Freeman narrates like the end bit but like <clears throat> in a summer way Seven was about like Brad Pitt's kind of character like becoming a son that's a spoiler but like it was kind of Morgan Freeman viewing that happening maybe I'm just getting that because Morgan Freeman was in both but when the narration was on it kind of reminded me of Seven made me think of March of the Penguins because he wasn't actually a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't actually a penguin, but he was watching what the penguins did. That's <laughs> true. He was giving his impression of the penguins. Remember the bit when the penguins tunnel out of the Arctic? <laughs> <laughs> Only Fucking... guilty penguin and Antarctica. <laughs> Nonsense. Okay, so you you have had like a very different experience watching that to like film that i watched recently that i had never seen before so back in in january i for the first time at 24 years of age watched silence of the lambs never seen it before madness even jamie had seen it not so silent anymore bloody what, what am i like <laughs> so crazy kooky i would say um i would say that is like a to- i had like a totally different experience watching that movie because i knew pretty much everything there was to know about silence of the lambs because it's Again, it's parodied so often. It's so in the pop culture kind of hemisphere that I just knew everything about it. And so even though I was watching it for the first time, I was like, I feel like I know these characters. I know how the scene's going to play out. I know how the movie's going to play out. And there was just kind of the occasional bit that caught me by surprise. Yeah. Like, But I knew all about like Buffalo Bill and I kind of knew the ending and I knew the whole Clarice thing. And like... I think that I thought that that was kind of the experience you were going to have yeah, with Shawshank. Not a chance. But instead, we had like a totally different experience. The main thing I took away from watching Silence of the Lambs the first time was I've always. Anthony Hopkins, right? Right. To, to, oh, Tony. Yeah. Right. right? Tony Hop. I've also, always thought. Also an MCU actor. Also an MCU actor. <laughs> I've always thought he's alright. I've always thought he's just sort of. He's, yeah, he's good. But he's considered like one of the top dogs you know it's mm. like he's in the same conversation as like De Niro and Al Pacino and things like that and I was like yeah Tony but I think that's because most of the roles I've seen him in are when he's an older boy yeah but watching him as Hannibal Lecter I was like hung on his fucking every word like everything he says I was just like jaw dropped like watching him so intently and I was like oh th- like this makes sense hmm that now I now I get the hype just based on this one movie. I'm totally on board. Like I totally get the hype behind Tony Hopkins now. Um, that was kind of the main thing I took away from it. But like, yeah, I guess we we had like totally different experiences yeah. with those kind of movies. I just assumed that you knew. I, I kind of suppose based on that. So because even when I brought <clears throat> up Shawshank Redemption, you mentioned that you'd seen The Green Mile. Yes, and I assumed. That meant that you knew what the Shawshank Redemption was. Absolutely not. <laughs> so why did you bring up the Green Mile? 
I don't know. Quite like the Green Mile, don't I? But then, what? <laughs> that would be like, oh, know, oh, oh, have you seen Shawshank Redemption? No, but I've seen a dog's purpose. <laughs> but like, I know that both were written by Stephen King. Mm. So like, okay. that was my kind of link between them. Both okay. of them are directed by Frank Darabont. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's fine. He gets about. Oh, well. Oh, with, uh, with one author. <laughs> that's how long he gets about. Yeah, he's getting about. <laughs> he's made two prison movies. <laughs> with this one author. Um, yeah, I suppose like basically what? I saw Shawshank Redemption and I actually thought that like all the cool things that people were saying about it was correct. You going into Silence of Lambs knowing a lot about it and knowing what people had said, did you think it was as good as what people had said? I would say so, yeah. yeah. I think it's as good as people thought say it is. Because yeah. that would always be the concern that like it's not, it's not as good. You've, uh, it's yeah. been overhyped uh, or your expectations has been overhyped. I thought that was going to happen as well. I, again, I feel like I came into this episode with a lot of like expectations well, for how it would go I, I I genuinely thought like there's so many other films that have came now that like like you know Shawshank Redemption is an incredible movie I personally don't think it's the greatest movie ever made and I assumed that Jamie would also feel that way but I thought because we were sort of hyping it as that that Jamie would be a lot colder to it Hmm. But you have been generally no, very warm. Quite, quite open. Because it's hard not to be ch- fucking charmed by that movie. It's like, a charming yeah. fucking film. Yeah. It really gets you in with its characters and stories. Because it's yeah. interesting as well that like there's, it almost it doesn't it because it doesn't even have that kind of three act structure no. sort of thing almost like you are just following and granted there are el- there there are, you know moments that are focused on and like elements that are more focused on like the fact that he's t- he's innocent and mm. that kind of comes into play but a lot of it is sort of just day-to-day prison life and it focuses on these kind of odd unusual moments that happen yeah it's like mini mm-hmm. movies because like even like yeah that yeah that's exactly yeah it's even something like andy Dufresne helping um the guy what's his character's name now I can't remember, but I know uh, you're on about the kind of rock and roll. The rock and um, rock yeah, that comes in. That is like third act territory, yeah. but, but it's, it's like it's almost presented like, as a new plot. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a mini movie in itself, because mm-hmm. like helping him get in his high school diploma. And mm-hmm. um, so it's not quite just one structured film as you know it, but like it, yeah, it's con- considering that we take for granted free act structure as a very important thing in yeah. films. It's bizarre that one of the great, what's considered one of the greatest films of all time doesn't follow that structure yeah. remotely. I was thinking a lot that maybe that had to do with, because I, I, the film spans 19 years. Hmm. And I feel like you, in a lot, and I feel like in other movies it would be quite jarring when the characters say, the way they just very passively are like, oh, that the first two years were very difficult for Andy even though the movie's been on for 15 minutes and you've seen him in like a couple of minutes of that mm. and that's supposed to be two years whatever but i was thinking i was like i guess you kind of accept it because prison life must be so fucking mundane yeah that the interesting moments are what get focused on and so it makes sense that like here's you know this moment from like the first year he's in prison and then here's this moment from the fourth year they're in prison not much has changed because not much changes in prison yeah um, I was thinking about that when so when I went to America, bragging, uh, humble brag. <laughs> uh, I went to Alcatraz, and I took the tour. And something that was interesting, I thought, 
in a kind of not interesting way was the fact that I would say about 80% of the tour focuses on the two escape attempts that happened at the prison. And there was one that was successful and one that was unsuccessful. But that's what the majority of the two are about. And I was, me and my friend who went to it were talking about it afterwards. And I was like, yeah, I guess you would choose to focus the tour on that. Because outside of that, not much else happened. Like, it's, it's supposed to be the most, it's, you know, it is the most secure prison in the world. That's what it's famous for. So nay cunt was getting out. Yeah. So like your day to day, nothing was happening. So for years at a time, fuck all's going on. You're just running the prison as normal. And so there isn't really much to focus on Dave other Dave, than yeah. like, well, here's these two like crazy moments that happened. And I feel like in a way Shawshank kind of does that as well, where it's like your day to day wouldn't be all that interesting. So it's like you hone in on the interesting parts. Yeah. And the, you know, the characters have like grown in a sense in those times where you, you could you could present that movie as like taking the place over a week and you can have it take place over 19 years and it in a way it still feels weirdly the same I don't know does that make sense yeah it's um, I know what you mean it's like like in other movies the passage of time I think is like I know a lot of people complain about like the Dark Knight Rises that's just off the top of my head yeah because that's the passage of time is very kind of like glossed over in that film where suddenly a character will say Oh, it's we're f- it's five months and since the the bomb started, and you're like, what? It's meant to be five months. It's been like three minutes of screen time. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Shawshank. Ten minutes of the film go by. Suddenly, the film has spanned four years. But I don't think the Shawshank's ever pretended to be set. No. Like, no, no, no. What I'm, no, what I'm saying is like um, the Shawshank Redemption is all it keeps it like slow paced and shows you that it's going through the years faster than yeah. like they do whereas the Dark Knight Rises has a couple of days this is set over a couple of days then Suddenly six months like, yeah. <laughs> six months go by and then a couple more days because it's kind of yeah. like when Morgan writing, Freeman in that as well it's like when he's writing Connected. the letters about the library and then it's like oh yeah you got like the other yeah. part and then they're like oh it only took six years six and I was years, like whoa yeah. I think so it's quite believable because like, they went oh yeah you've written two letters a day for three days we'll give you money you'd have been a bit like ah would they whereas for six years you'd be like, that's a bit realistic I guess it's always to remind you of the concept that time is all they have yeah, yeah. so six years to them when you're serving two life sentences back to back is a small percentage is a small percentage yeah. of time, small percentage yeah. of your time and also a small percentage of the film yeah also we, we talked about this but when he says two life sentences served back to back yeah of course of course they're served back to back you don't get five years off when you've served one you serve 25 years and they're like we'll give you we'll give you five but then you better be ready to come back boy because you got another 25 to go like yeah, of course they're back to back you just say. run away wouldn't you yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just run away that, why not why have you been there 19 years he's only got 6 years to wait and then he can run off to Mexico <laughs> and when it's like when the 5 years are up he's like am I fuck coming back <laughs> sweet B&B going on like, um, but yeah yeah I, th- I guess that's I guess it's to remind you of that hmm. how just time is literally all they have and so the way that they you know they throw him in the hole for a month for two months and that when you think about the concept of what that is sounds like so fucking long yeah and that is kind of when the movie condenses a bit and you do get a sense that he's in there for a long time you know what i mean 
Yeah. It feels rough because he does the f- uh, first month and everyone... I think also they big up to begin with. They're like, yeah. oh, a week. That's a, a week and the whole... Fe- uh, feels like a year. And then they hit you with one month yeah. and you're like, oh, it must be That's rough. four years. And then, <laughs> and then as he's closing the door, he's like, give him another month to think about it. And That's like, eight oh, years. Yeah. That would be a hard It's brutal. Mm. So, Jamie. Hello. IMDb's number one movie. <laughs> I'm I am Do you wonder. feel how do you feel about that sort of it being held in that higher regard after having only seen it one time? Personally, I wouldn't hold it in that high. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great film, like a really great film, but I wouldn't have personally said I think it's yeah. like one of the best films ever made. Given for when it was made though, I think it predates a couple of films I think are like it, so I can see why people would think of yeah. this. I am currently bringing up IMDb. Let's get on it. And let's Ooh. see what you... The first five are... A, a, well, actually, like... what are the top five? Well, that's what... Whoa. <laughs> Give me a second. You bloody slow down there, mate. I've just seen the short uh, You think you can just I'm come in there? <laughs> I brought it up and then I was just not going to tell you. You know, it's interesting, know, interesting, interesting because a minute, a minute on this guess. podcast feels like a year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Right, so let's see how you would rank Shawshank Redemption and how you would rank Shawshank Redemption, Scott Morrison. Okay. Against the other um, we'll go ten top films. Ten? Um, cool. Okay. Uh, number two right. is The Godfather. Cla- good. Classic. I've seen like 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, you, sorry. Sorry. Oh, right. no. Don't Let, do that. No. Oh. Right. He's seen 40 minutes. Right. He was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I started watching The Godfather the other night. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. He said, yeah, I was enjoying it. I'm going to com- continue it. I was like, yeah, of course you are. Right later on, I was like, "Oh yeah, like where were you watching it and stuff?" He 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 considers seeing the first five minutes of The Godfather, watching it in silent in Rufus T's bar in Glasgow while it's on the TV in the background while he's drinking with his friends. That's not seeing that movie. <laughs> Two technicalities on that point. One, it was actually Scarface we were talking about that time. Oh, was it Scarface? It was a Solid Rock Cafe. Ah, same difference. Same difference. All of that was lies. <laughs> Still, like, totally ridiculous. Oh, I, I, I feel I could understand the mastery of that film, even if it was silent. <sighs> Tell you what, I will say, uh, so Rufus T's, the bar in Glasgow, they show movies, and uh, like I just said, they play movies on the TV, but it's they're, they're silent. Subtitled. Um, I, I don't even think, it wasn't subtitled the day I was in. Really? They had Braveheart on, and oh. I've only seen Braveheart once, and it was a very long time ago. As a Scottish person, I feel like that's a heresy. <laughs> but um and like I was in there at the bar with some friends and we were, and I kinda kept looking back to it and every now and again I would look back and at one point I was like I think this is a fucking masterpiece of a film. Because like I've again only seen it once, but like I that film is on in on in silent, there's no subtitles. Every time I look at the screen, I know exactly what's happening. And I know exactly how characters feel based on like the framing of shots or like the 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 like what's the word I'm looking for composition the composition the tone of the shot like the what's the word I'm looking for colors colors yeah the light and things like that and just the, the way that the actors kind of present themselves and stuff and I was like this that's cool the fact that I can like get <laughs> what like that character is feeling and the situation he's in with no sound I think is an a mark of an impressive film. And I was like, Braveheart's bloody good. I still haven't went back and watched it with 
because it's long it's very and it's an Australian man being Scottish <laughs> and I, I don't know how patriotic I'm supposed to feel about so that movie even though everybody in Scotland says I should feel patriotic about it poetic um, but yeah okay so sorry so we were going to do so the Godfather I, I, I was going to quickly ask then so you, you you know of the Godfather kind of in the way you were talking about Science of the Lambs and uh, since you haven't actually watched it what's your sort of preconceived notions of the Godfather what do you know about the Godfather um, it's got gangsters on it. Uh, <laughs> that's better than Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> <laughs> that's one up. Uh, I was actually saying to Scott, like up until like a few months back, I didn't know there was a part three. I know part yeah. one and part two, but I because had... part three is not considered good. So yeah, like, I've heard everybody talk about like part one, part two. I think I actually heard about part two before part one. Yeah. Um, but like part three, I had <laughs> the Godfather. Have you ever seen the Godfather part two? Yeah. Well, just. Based on, based on you know, kind of, I don't know. What the My knowledge of how parts work. I would assume there's a Godfather part one somewhere. <laughs> right, what's number, th- I know number three, and oh, I know number four number as well. Because I looked these up earlier today when we were. Oh. Number three is The Dark Knight. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I thought number three was. Maybe you... number four? Yeah. What what God- you, I you, thought number three, you... I thought. Two was the Godfather and three was the Godfather Part Two. No, four is the Godfather. Three is the Dark Knight. Three is the Dark, the Dark Knight. That's a, uh, look. I mean, I'll I'll stand by it. I think that like Heath Ledger's Joker is kind of above and beyond almost all other acting performances. So I think I'd put it in the top ten based on that alone. Maybe. Yeah. The Dark Knight, though. I don't know. It's both. I, Do you think that's because IMDb, like, that's voted for by the yeah. people? Yeah. So this is by the people. Well, you're going to find a film coming up that was definitely voted for by the people. Okay. Um, but, like, the it was actually funny. I was talking to someone the other night about The Dark Knight, and they... Um, the other night? Yeah, the oh. other... K-N-I-G. You ever see the sequel to The Dark Knight, The Other Night? Jesus. <laughs> it's a spin-off, actually. <laughs> it was a sequel. It's all from the perspective of the guy Morgan who gets Freeman. the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Good, right? <laughs> um, there was talking to someone the other night who um, said that they preferred The Dark Knight Rises. It's mm. fine. Opinions are fine. <laughs> I see a lot of people who prefer Batman Begins. I, I could see that oh, as a good argument. But like... <clears throat> Batman Begins is a lot more comic-y Yeah. So I understand if you were looking for a Batman film, Batman Begins more fulfills mm. that, as Dark Knight more fulfills just. I could more I'm see for the dark night. I could more see Rises is better. Like, I like Batman Begins. I thought it was great, but like if you were to say which one could be better than Dark Knight, I would have said Rises. Damn. I think Dark Knight's the best of the three of them. I think but... like like Batman Begins, I think, is an incredible movie. Yeah. yeah. Dark Knight is like fucking like pinnacle of like comic book movies. Just goes above and beyond in every aspect almost. And then I think Dark Knight Rises is just it's a fine movie. I, I, I like Dark Knight Rises, but I, I think thought... it's almost lackluster because of how good the uh, Dark Knight is. Yeah, hard act to follow. Yeah. Um, but I also think that Dark Knight, I do like the Dark Knight Rises, but I always think it's a little too pretentious it's and serious. Pretentious and yeah. serious to sort of work as a, a comic book film. Um, it's just a bit too up itself um, yeah. as compared to the Dark Knight and Batman Begins, which are very much involved in the romance. I love it for Bane, but again, <laughs> he's fun to watch, whereas watching Heath Ledger's The Joker is fascinating yeah. to watch yeah I'm terrifying because I, I stand by like uh, the we, we had a conversation with our, ma- our manager recently about The Dark Knight and um, we 
were talking about the Joker, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah. he was like, do you genuinely think that the joke that Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker would be considered as good if he hadn't died? Yeah, I've heard and that. And I was like, I was like, I will ask you this question: When you watch Heath Ledger as the Joker, do you see like any of Heath Ledger in that? And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not Heath Ledger. Like it's a, it, it, you can't almost like grasp who is under that makeup because he just completely becomes that character. And that's why I think better than, I've had this argument with a couple of people. People will be like, oh, what about like Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood or no, 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 no. Like with Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> and There Will Be Blood. I'm like, well, he, that's an incredible performance, but he's still playing a, like a man believable yeah. person the, but like Heath Ledger's Joker is just something else entirely as a weird question I can't remember from that far back but was Heath Ledger's like death reported before the film came yeah. out okay yeah because I didn't know who he was my mum was like I remember my mum told me she's like oh did you see Heath Ledger died and I was like who and she's like he was gonna play the joke he's gonna play well he is the Joker in the next Batman movie and I was just like, oh, okay, and that sucks. I guess, ah, like, I, I just like didn't un- like I didn't really know who he was. Or I knew him of Breakback Mountain. See, so, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Like, I, I think uh, I knew Breakback Mountain, but I didn't know it was him. Ten, uh, ten things I hate about you. Is yeah, ten I things I hate. About I love you. ten. Th- I think I saw ten things I hate about you after the fact. Yeah, I love that oh, movie. Okay. He's he's very much more romantic films. Yeah. Probably yeah. why that's why. Was well, a- that's why he was so kind of. Like, that was why people didn't want him. Yeah, as they the Joker didn't want him. To be honest, see, like, in a lot of comic books, I'm probably going to get it first, but in a lot of comic book circles, of someone from, like, a different sort of genre, from, like, an action or stuff, is cast in a superhero role, usually people will be like, oh, what are they thinking? Yeah. And at the time, like, people were saying, like, Heath Ledger's announcement, people outright hated it. They uh-huh. were, like, sending hate mail to, like, Christopher Nolan and stuff. We're still, we hate it! This is the worst casting! We're still going to see it, but it's the worst thing! <laughs> and then, like, after the point, they were like, no, that was absolutely incredible. Yeah, because he's, he's... Shut he's everyone up. Yeah. Yeah. You have to... That is another thing, I think. Like the kind of hindsight when watching the dark knight rises of every time i watched dark knight rises which i haven't seen in a long time but every time i watched it i was just like what could this have been though yeah because they end the dark knight on a note you know they, they say it themselves like we're destined to do this forever like yeah. there's no way they weren't setting that up for our I, next i thought one. you more meant like what if it was a different actor because at the time steve carell and robin williams both wanted yeah to play of Joker, course yeah. Like, that would have been a very different which would be very different but i always just think like the Dark Knight Rises feels like they cobbled together the best situation, yeah, the best thing yeah. that they could think of as a way to kind of progress Batman and progress Gotham. The, one of the reasons I actually like that movie a lot is because it doesn't just feel like it's about Batman. It feels like it's about Joker. everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it's as much Alfred's story or Lucas <clears> Fox's <throat> story as it is Batman's story, and I like that a lot. Um, but I just, every time I watch it, I'm like... Oh, could, like what could this have been though like if Heath Ledger had been around and they'd been able to bring him back like could really have fucking been something could have been something could have been they really could have taken a crack at following up the Dark Knight yeah but it's anyway we've gotten really focused on the well, Dark Knight <laughs> the final question would be Dark Knight or Shawshank Redemption which is better oh that's oh both of I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fresh out of Shawshank Redemption but I think purely because of interest I'd probably say Dark Knight yeah. You, you're already knocking it um, Shawshank Redemption <laughs> <laughs> to place free but I would also like, I'd be like 
if I had to, if I like gun in my head, if I had to choose which to like, I would pick the Dark Knight. Yeah, you definitely. But more so out of personal taste. Uh, than, yeah, that's you, a good point to make. I think. Ah, uh, you definitely more pick it over a film to watch. Yeah. For fun. Dark Knight is also a film that has an odd structure. Yeah. Like we were talking about structure. It almost like, has a four act structure. It kind of one. does have a four act. I always equate that to. Probably is just a wanky fucking justification way of looking at it. But I also, I always kind of justify that as like, the film is about chaos. Yeah. And so I think yep. mixing up the, the structure and having it have this four act like, does chaos. confuse. It is like, it does get kind of confusing to, not confusing, but like, it is a jolt to the system when you think you're coming to the end, but the movie has 40 more minutes yeah. to go and they're intro- introducing like new plot aspects. And I think that. Yeah. Again, is another reason why I think that movie is like a masterpiece. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's so, number four. What's the Dark Knight? <laughs> <laughs> number four is Godfather Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, number five is a selection you definitely know is picked by the masses. And I definitely would. Cars not... 3. No. <laughs> Cars 2. God damn it. <laughs> You're wrong. It's Cars 1. God <laughs> Also known as Cars. Uh, I would definitely not put in top 10 films of all time. What is it? It's Avengers Infinity War. Oh, fuck off. Are they serious? It's number five of IMDb. Is it, is it that high so quickly? Like, I guess it makes sense. It's like, the biggest it's, film of all time. But like, again, like, coming out of like, Shawshank, I would actually, because I only saw it like an hour ago, I would rank it really, really high, but maybe sitting on it for a bit, it might go higher or lower. So I can mm. always feel it like coming out of a film, you're going to think it's like the best thing ever. It's, and yeah, then like, yeah, all, all, you, all you think it's the worst thing ever, and then when things cool down, you're out of like, ah, it wasn't as great as that, or it wasn't as yeah, terrible as that's, that. Well, what, are, what is the most, this could almost thing with the, why the Dark Knight's up there as well it's like what are what are the most hotly debated movies hmm. it's comic book films oh well that's two comic book films so far that's right? it and it's like well, especially with Avengers Infinity War out right now that's the biggest movie of all time biggest open everybody's everybody wants to make sure that people know that, that they yeah. love that movie that'll that'll get bumped down yeah though, that's not time. gonna stay up there that's how, how you like quickly do rankings change like so, for example, well, I guess it's based on an algorithm. So yeah. as as long as um, other stuff gets uprated, or maybe like um, I think it's the star rating. Yeah, the star rating. Yeah. So like, because I'm pretty sure, sorry, fucking, I'm pretty sure Game of Thrones is the highest rated thing on IMDb, yeah. or it was at a time. I think when season one was out, it was like it had like a perfect ten. Oh, okay. when season one was out, and so that was the highest rated thing on IMDb. By interrupted you. Um, yeah, so I guess it'd be because eventually Avengers: Infinity War, the fans will stop uh, like rating it. Yeah, and it will start to. But drop. no one's gonna stop rating and reviewing God oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that's. No, no, I don't think Avengers is a great film. It's just I'm yeah. not too sure I would have said it was anyone. No, like, as much as I love it, it's like watching it's it's almost more like watching an, a season finale of a TV show uh, than it is a yeah a film. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, number six is Schindler's List. Oh, okay. the, the film you thought we were going to be watching the other S movie that was my backup back the up. other two word <laughs> S movie um, have you have seen, seen Shawshank Redemption? Uh, <laughs> 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 I have um, I think I prefer Shawshank yeah, well I mean again it's a different movie isn't it yeah, yeah but it's very very an overall kind of like experience seven is Pulp Fiction you haven't seen that I know that for a fact very true because I'm going to show you that as well. It's very true. Um, I'd put I'd put Pop Fiction pretty high up. Yeah, would you put it higher than Shawshank Redemption? 
No. I think it's weird. It's hard maybe to... personal preference. Maybe personal preference, but like, it doesn't have a enough of a. To me, it doesn't have enough of a story to be out of the Shawshank. It doesn't have the same. It's very... It doesn't have the same emotional weight that Shawshank yeah, has. But, it's, but in some... it amazed me how when Brooks dies, that still, even though I knew it was coming, I've seen it like a hundred times, still cut yeah. fucking deep. I think that that's what makes like him not committing suicide so great. Yeah. As of not committing suicide, isn't great enough. But like, I think that because it happened to Brooks, you're like, oh shit, yeah. this is the way it happens, and it doesn't happen. Like, hey. Yeah. To me, Pop Production like, is a great film, but it's more style over mm. substance, where Shawshank Redemption is balancing both. Uh, number eight, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, The Return of the King. Ooh, I'd have put Fellowship first. But... Mm, yeah. Fellowship's not a ten. Is that ten? Two Towers? That's my favourite of oh, the first okay, three. Okay, Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> what, which one would you choose, Danny? Um... Probably Fellowship. That's exactly why you can go. Two Towers. It's weird. Lord of the Rings is one of those things where they're all good. I almost just consider them all. Yeah, one yeah, movie. They all make yeah. Fun. I, that's what I was trying to. When you asked that, that's what I was trying to do in my head. Separate them. Yeah. To figure out which one I. Preferred. I think more like I remember films kind of based on like when I'd seen them and kind of stuff that's happened in life, and so I remember seeing yeah. Two Towers at a really kind of good point. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, that's my favorite. Two Towers yeah, was the right. first movie I ever went to see more than once at the cinema. Really. Fellowship, I think I prefer Fellowship because I think it it is a lot more again personal preference kind of thing. It's a lot more focused on like the way the ring affects the characters mm. yeah whereas you get to the kind of second one and it's more about like the grander scheme of things and the wars and such which is incredible i'm not fucking <laughs> belittling lord of the rings in any way i think they're fucking again masterpieces but like just personal wise fellowship is always the one that i enjoy watching the most out of them fellowship for um just a fun fact since we're not going that far is number 11 so it's just out oh there. just out there. number nine is 12 angry men Yep, seen that. Never seen it. That was on at the gym recently. <laughs> what? I, wa- I watched it subtitled while I was running on a train. Hang on, wait a minute. The show films that you're doing? Well, no, they just they have the TV on and it was on film four. That's not bizarre. At like the, in like the middle of the day, yeah. Do they still play that remember. crappy music at your gym? Or do... They play it, but it's not connected to the TVs. Whoa. So like the music and the TVs are separate and they just have subtitles on and a lot of the time they play film four. So you'll see like old western, because I go in like the afternoon. So it's always, I think film four starts at like three o'clock. That's it. So it's all, and they always show something old. It's always like a western or something like that. And a few weeks ago, they were showing Twelve Angry Men, and it was subtitled. So I was just running on the treadmill watching the first sort of forty minutes of uh, Twelve Angry Men. I can't believe you get films. Poor show, pure gem. Again, it's like, but then it's like they'll have. So where the treadmills are, they have three TVs. Yeah. One is always showing film four. One's always showing news twenty four. And one's usually showing some sort of property show. It's like, okay. usually it's the one they've been showing recently, which I'm actually quite enjoying, <laughs> is um, where they get two different interior designers to team up and decorate the same house and see Ooh. how it turns out. Quite an interesting concept for a show. I've been quite enjoying it. I've never actually sat and watched an episode. I've always been torturing myself <laughs> running on a treadmill while, while watching it. But yeah. Fair enough. And there we go. And what's number 10? And number 10 is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It's a good movie. Well, there we go. So, how many of those have you seen? Dark Knight and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, three. Uh, and Avengers. Let's go for four. Fuck Avengers. Fucking come, on. <laughs> guys. It's gonna date like, this. Come episode. on. <laughs> it dates this discussion. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's gonna fucking dip big time. I'd rank the first Avengers higher than because the first Avengers is a more complete film. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. We need to see how this turns out. Yeah. Again, I feel like we're going to think of 
Avengers Infinity War and whatever the next one's called is like one yeah just movie. one big yeah. mega film um, I definitely um, well, well there we go as an adventure to the top 10 Would do you feel redeemed now that you've seen it I do I feel as if I can now step into the sunlight I am now Morgan Freeman in this figure of sense yeah obviously there's a lot of movies you haven't seen so will this you won't be included in this part oh, of the okay. conversation Danny what's like a big movie that you've yet to see you can think of Ooh. off the top of your head right off the bloody tippy top I can't remember I'm going to quickly yeah. look down that list I have one I and a few a few of my friends berate me a lot for this I've still never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey Oh, I remember you saying that. It's yeah. the movie that changed movies, and I still never seen it. I watched it as a teenager, and I feel like maybe with a teenager. Oh, it's so boring. Yeah, I think I should go rewatch that because I think I was a. I really liked the parts yeah. um, with the characters at the time. I liked the story and the characters when it when it got to that part. Mm. But mm, Annihilation as a wasn't fine. Annihilation really sparked. I still haven't watched that in me. The, the kind of want to watch it. Um, mm. because I, I I saw it and thought it just had a lot of interesting kind of themes and my friend Michael, one of the people I watched it with, was like, "If you love this, then you will you will fucking like Space Odyssey will blow your goddamn mind." And I was like, oh, "I really should see it." And then they just released. I guess it's like an anniversary coming up. Yeah. So they just released a new edit of the trailer, and it looks fucking incredible. I'm like, if that was a new movie, I'd be like. That would be my most anticipated film to see. I think there's just an element of it's not really a film you can watch with other people because it's so long. Hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of subdued to the fact that I'm going to have to watch it by myself. And I think whenever it comes to a point where I have time to watch a movie, I'm like, it's two and a half hours long. It's Kubrick, so you know it's going to be heavy. And I, under, as far as I'm aware, the first 30 minutes are about like some apes. And I'm always like, do I want to watch that right now? I, I remember don't. as a teenager, it was a very slow-paced film. I don't. I'd have to come back, go back to it to see what I thought of it then. Yeah. But um, yeah, mm. it's it. It's can be. A, it's an intense film to watch. I am excited to watch it. Um, but that's like I think that's kind of my biggest one. I'm looking through and like, mm, there's nothing you can Yeah. I have seen maybe you've seen them. all movies it's definitely not <laughs> uh, I went for it as a teenager when I was first, like a, like that moment where I was like I just started to consume films I went out and bought like loads and loads of what was supposed to be the classics uh, I haven't seen Casablanca neither have I uh, I don't yeah I, I don't think that's too surprising for someone yeah. our age like it doesn't because quite... it's black and white and old <laughs> <laughs> it hurts um, but it, it's also a film that isn't really shown on TV or anything mm. like so it's not really not something that was easy to ever sort of find apart from that I can't there's probably something extremely obvious Jamie which of the many movies that you haven't seen would you like to see next oh, oh, hmm. oh uh, Cars 2 uh, Cars 2 is good Cars 2 <laughs> should be number 5 uh, yeah definitely I fear the question you know it was but they dropped it yeah what's a f- big film and you already know a few but what's a big film you don't think I've seen you haven't I'm seen make... any of the, you haven't seen any of the Indiana Joneses I, I know that that's what I was hinting at um, have you seen Back to the Future I've seen that it's one okay. of my favourite films Back to the Future is good 
Indiana Jones is really good. Indiana Jones is very good. Well, I've, well technically I have seen one, but I'm not so sure he's one that counts up. <laughs> the one we pretend doesn't exist. Yeah, that one. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go. Well, I guess that I can kind of round up a little chit chat. Yeah, a little chit chat. A little chitty chit chat chat. Um, but we were gonna do some. Are you hearing music? I don't I'm hearing music. music. Okay, cool. It's not just me. I was hearing it for a minute there, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Some sort of band recital. Yeah. Uh, we were gonna make this like we did with the notebook episode. We we're gonna make it a little bit of a, a little bit of a. Yeah, like a, a extended episode. an episode and a half, I would uh, say. and we were going to kind of spend about twenty minutes talking about Avengers: Infinity War, the fifth greatest movie of all time. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Not> to IMDb. <laughs> um, so yeah, because we just saw it and it's, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. And we, what what monsters would we be if we did not throw our hat into the ring? It feels it feels it would feel weird not to talk about the biggest film of all time right now. Like it, it's the, the biggest, biggest like, film. It's not even an understatement to say it's the biggest film of all time in every single sense. Budget, cast, opening box office, yeah. like hype, like it's large man, large purple man. <laughs> it's, got, it's got the biggest large purple man you've ever seen. You've ever seen. <laughs> um, Beats bloody fucking Barney the Dinosaur by a landslide. Whoa. It does. It's like three and a half Barney the Dinosaurs at least. I'd go four. I wouldn't stop at three and a half. I'd go four. Except Thanos doesn't we have, have a half a Barney. Just Thanos, Thanos doesn't have a big green belly. No, he doesn't. Well, we don't now know. we know him. He's wearing his t-shirt most of the time. It's true, he is. You never see him talk. You think he's sporting like a purple six-pack? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, so, look at these rock hard abs. Nah, he'd be showing them off, wouldn't he? That's definitely on Pornhub somewhere. Someone's made that. You're telling me that the highest grossing movie of all time, fifth greatest movie of all time, hasn't been parodied yet? That's what we should be in the porn right world? now. Right now. Let's get to it. What, ladies and gentlemen, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So we saw Infinity Age of... What Danny, what, Danny, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it, I think the word I, I've been using when I'm describing it is impressive. Yeah. It's really impressive. that as well. Like, how this... Like, I, I always think at the time when Avengers came out, the original Avengers Assemble, like, it really shouldn't work because of all the characters and all the different things they had to mm. balance. But, like, it does and it works extremely well. I was watching this and I was like, this should not work. Yeah. This this film is incredible that it works. And like there's so many obviously you're gonna always have the superhero critics, people who are not into these films who dismiss superhero films, but like I just it's definitely a testament to the Rosso brothers as filmmakers yeah. that they've managed to make this watchable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hugely. Like even even at the level of just being watchable, let alone fifth highest film in IMDb. I also think it's I think it's fine that they've that, like it's definitely a movie that's made for people who like these movies. Hmm. That it's not it's it doesn't cater to anyone who's not into those films, and that's fine because at this point, when you're balancing this many characters, this much plot, like you have to make it for the people yeah. who are into it. You can't. It's too you long. Can't you can't also try and like because you could watch the first Avengers. There's only what six characters. You could yeah. watch that on its own and still get a complete experience. Like. What are we now? Like twenty-two films in or something? You can't have that balance. Like it has to be made for people who are caught up. Yeah. Like it's effectively become a soap opera now. It's like a TV show. 
And this is this is the season. This is like the penultimate episode. Yeah. Suppose in a sort of weird way, a big criticism comic books get is because they've been running since like the sixties, the seventies, the eighties. A lot of people are like, I don't know where to jump in. So with yeah. this most recent one, it has almost kind of became comic booky. It has very much. And so. that if you haven't, you couldn't just turn and go, I'll give it a bash and jump yeah. in. I mean, you may be able to enjoy it, but chances are you'll be sitting there going, So who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Because I did think about that. I was like, my my mum loves the Guardians movies. Yeah. And I was like, well, this in a way is the next chapter of the Guardians. Because now we're going to go see Guardians 3. They're going to have been through this whole thing, but my mum's just going to watch it I'm as Guardians 3. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm interested in this point. So I'm, I kind of don't agree with the mass consensus that you have to start at stage one. I personally, mm-hmm. in, in relation to comic books, I quite like jumping in the middle of something and saying, like, oh yeah, this story sounded cool, I'll read it. And I'm like three books in. And if I enjoy it, I'll read back the way. Uh-huh. That your mum or will your mum see Infinity War? No, definitely just, not. Just based on like no. the fact the Guardians are on it. Because I've been quite cool to actually see like if she's only kind of been interested in seeing yeah, the Yeah, I'd be interested film, too, yeah. If she jumped into Infinity War, would she be at all interested going, oh hey, that Captain America sounded cool? But and then she'd go back no and watch it. you have no idea what's happening. Yeah. But if you went to see it, just, just after watching the Guardians, like, you'd be clueless. Yeah. You'd but be I'm, all, I'm, always, I'm always interested if things would like pique your interest enough that you would want to mm. be done to it. So in that regard, if she saw Cap and she thought, oh, those films sound cool, would she go back and watch them or would that be too much of a faff? I doubt it. Like, I'm always interested in people's Do you think you could, you could get away... Like, what... Like, what films could you get away with well, just having seen at this point? Because I, I was like, well, you could get away with maybe just seeing Avengers 1, Avengers 2, Civil, Civil War, War, but then you've got the whole Winter Soldier... Thing, but that that's which is Winter Soldier, so you would kind of need to like well, technically, see that. You, you I guess as probably. Well. I was gonna say. I feel like, like you would need to see the two, the second two Captain America. Yeah, I was gonna say Avengers I think, and Captain America. I think yeah. that you'd probably get away with seeing Civil War, but then Civil War hinges on you having seen Winter Soldier. So then by saying, oh yeah, you could maybe just see Iron Man three. But then that never you don't really need back. to see Iron Man. 3 yeah, Iron yeah, Man, but yeah. I was gonna say like Iron Man three doesn't really harp back to like one or mm. two too much. So like that's kind of standalone-ish in a weird way. Yeah. It's not really related to Avengers 3, but... You kind of need to see Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah, because this is directly after yeah. it. Because the after credits scene is like the ship and stuff, yeah. Mm. And you would... I just think I'd be quite interested to hear of people who didn't... I suppose if you're not interested at this point in time, there's maybe no help in you, but like... If you just decided, yeah, fancy a go, like, would you like it enough to Definitely not the place to start. Yeah. Oh, definitely not, but I'd be curious as to if people would do the legwork to go back, or whether they just go, nah, or just not see it at all. I'm also interested in that. What did you think of it, Jamie? I really, really liked it. I was actually quite scared to say I loved it when I first came out, because uh-huh. I was like, is that just hype talking? Yeah, sometimes it hype can sort of, yeah. I'm Amazing Spider-Man 2, I walked out of thinking it was the best film I've <laughs> ever seen I remember um, thinking Amazing Spider-Man 2 was better than Amazing Spider-Man 1 that was because I, I really dislike Amazing Spider-Man Amazing, 1 I think Amazing Spider-Man then I learned is... that I also really dislike Amazing Spider-Man 2 so. I was about to say Amazing Spider-Man 2 I think is better than Amazing Spider-Man 1 I actually <laughs> thought that up to that point Amazing was the best Spider-Man film so and then when two is Tobes is so good though. So then when Amazing took him, I thought it was the best thing. And then a week later, when my mate falls, oh yeah, do you want to go see it again? I was like, absolutely not. That's trash. So <laughs> like walking out of, I was like, I actually really, really enjoyed that. There was so much like you were saying, everything they balanced. I loved the how it sort of ended and stuff. I was scared to not like it, but after I saw it a second, I was like, nah, I'm pretty safe. I think that's what I was scared I was about. Great. I was like, all this build up, if this ends up just being shit. 
what is this all been for? Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but they they pull it off fucking spectacularly. It's yeah. um, like you're you are with it the whole time. Occasionally, there are kind of it'll hurt, like it'll go back to a, a certain plotline that's going on. And I'll be like, fuck, I forgot what's going on yeah. with these guys. But you're generally with it the whole time. They do balance it pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty marvelously. 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 It's a bold fucking movie, which you need to call it. A mo- like at this point, like you can't just be like writing it off as a comic book movie. Like it's a, it's an impressive movie. Nothing like this has been done before. I'm, yeah, that's something I'm actually also curious. I'm curious about a lot of stuff, but like since like com- naturally curious. Yeah, I'm like curious, George. But remember like, what? Remember it killed the cat. A gun. I killed my cat because oh. <laughs> it was um, trying to get in the cupboard that I said not to go into. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, I suppose it is a comic book film and that it's based on, like, a comic book property, but, like, Dark Knight kind of, when you call it a comic book movie, it doesn't feel right. Sure, it stars yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. and Joker and Commissioner Gordon I feel and like, stuff, but, like, whenever people talk about it, they always talk about it as if, like, no, that's, like, a, a yeah. proper film, but, like, everything else is a comic book film. Like, I think it's because Dark. I feel like Dark Knight was pretty. Good. Dark Knight has this feeling that it pulls from a lot of stuff before it pulls from comic books. Yeah, yeah that's like a great I mean? way to put it. It feels like it's more harkening back to straight up detective movies and noir yeah. films and things like that. Do you think it's because it's... it's like a lot more grounded than like say Infinity War when you're talking about like aliens and yeah. like time travel and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, hmm. I don't know. I just think it's a bit kind of weird. Definitely. But... I mean, you know, the villain in Avengers: Infinity War is weird purple man from space who has like a crazy glove like the villain in the dark knight's just a dude yeah like he's a he's a psycho but he's just, he's just, just a, a guy. dude like yeah. batman could kick the fuck out of him in that like interrogation scene if he wanted to like he could destroy him yeah. yeah um so i think that, that that obviously that alone makes it feel a lot more grounded but um yeah it's a comic book film but it's it's what you in this sort of scale and this sort of impressiveness and which I would even say is good like filmmaking and script writing and stuff mm. you almost don't want to see you don't want to use the um, term comic book movie as a derogative thing to say to it because mm-hmm. it's it, it's taken uh, as you say like Dark Knight takes a lot of its stuff from other things first mm. this takes almost all of it including the way they structured the film series where you have individual yeah. arcs uh, if people have individual stories and then they coalesce into a big crossover that's from comics all of this is from comics and it's paid off and it's made a fuck ton of money mm-hmm. and it's done incredibly well so it's mm-hmm. almost you shouldn't use it as a derogative term like it's no definitely yeah, not yeah that's exactly. what I mean it's yeah. that I think yeah this is the one that almost warrants not being just written off as a comic book movie because what it's doing is incredibly impressive um yeah what do we think about the humour the humour, I think, they're, they're that's tonally... Always a, that's always a bit of contention. Tonally, um, this film can struggle sometimes, but only because it's trying to do so much. Yeah. Uh, and the humour, I think, is definitely trying to help alleviate it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. And there's one line where Iron Man, uh, where Thanos is saying, knowledge is your curse. And then he's like, no, my only curse is you. And you're like, oh, good one. Nah. Good one, Iron Man. It's like in the dark. That's like weird because I never took that as a humor line. I actually took that to him being like quite. But I think what you mean is it kind of feels like you know the bit in the Dark Knight Rises where he's like, "So you came back to die with your city?" He's like, "No, I came back to stop you." And it's like, "Did you need to say anything there?" Can you just? It's supposed to be like a quip. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't quite register, especially for Iron Man. Who's the bit that really didn't work for me was the 
Drax invisible bit. I just was <laughs> yeah. like, I thought that was funny. I, don't, I just I was see. like, I don't, I'm not into this, and it's going on a really long time. I liked. I, I, I must admit, I prefer the joke where he's been. Uh, How long have you been stood there? An hour. Yeah, that like that was funny. <laughs> but then it's like they they really like dragged that joke out. And I was like, yeah, they do I don't know if I'm it. digging this, especially since Drax is such like a literal character. Hmm. To suddenly have him be like, oh, I can turn invisible. I was like, this is a bit. Um, I think it's yeah. the ice cream bit at the beginning. That's one stuck it to me when it's about the Avengers flavors. Mm. Oh yeah, that's yeah. about it's like you're in the middle of talking about like a world-ending thing, universe-ending thing, and somebody brings up ice cream flavors. I was like, eh, I don't think yeah. I'd do that. But. That yeah, I think it, but I think it has the same. I, like I love Guardians of the Galaxy two, but the the issue I still have with Guardians of the Galaxy two is that every serious note is punctuated by a joke. Mm. I feel like for at least the first three quarters of Avengers, there's a lot of that. Like, anytime they start getting a bit serious. Yeah. Oh, we gotta make a little joke. We gotta make a little. We gotta yeah. remind people that we're here watching a fun movie about fun. What's oh, so fun? That fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that annoyed me a little bit. I think that's still kind of the one element of it that I wish they would. When you're, like, Affinity War feels like it has so much weight behind it. Mm. It's like just, just go with it. Just roll with the. Like let the weight, like let people feel the weight of what's well, going they, on. They do do it for the big one. They what sure do. What do you think of the ending? The ending, it's heavy shit, man. It's really. I walked out of that needing to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, is that you like you know they're coming back. Yeah, we know. Yeah. But it's still, I think the fact that there's no music, and that some heavy hitters disappear, it's. Spider-Man's reaction Spider-Man. to it is intense. Yeah. Considering how much um, we're not the biggest Homecoming fans, mm. uh, I, I I was I coming out of that film thinking Tom Holland would make like he does make a good Spider-Man. Yeah, he's not been given yeah, his he's Spider-Man definitely film. A good Spider-Man. He's not been given the Spider-Man film he deserves. Uh, and I he, think oh he's yeah, good. I, like I'll stand by it as well. I don't like Homecoming, but I think he's per- like perfect yeah. for Spider-Man. And, yeah, um, it'd be cool to see the Spider-Man sequel if he gets a sequel, guys. What if he doesn't get a sequel? <gasps> what if he doesn't come back? He's definitely um, coming, coming back. somewhere in nineteen. He's definitely coming back. I'm a bit. I, I feel the criticism that you can tell that is going to be reversed in the next one. I feel like is very an unfounded one because of course everything's going to be okay yeah. in the end. Like I don't, it, it's. A, I think some people will be sacrificed to make yeah, the thing good. I can, I can imagine because I assume that's why they've left the sort of core group, original Avengers. Yeah, you've left. Well, the original recipe. Assuming Hawkeye is still alive, you've got the six original Avengers. Presumably, I would say that some of them, they are going to have to sacrifice themselves for for the greater good. Yeah, the greater good. Uh, like, that's kind of like the after credits scene. Why, like. I didn't think really much. I know it's just maybe a hint towards like the next film, Captain Marvel, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But how do you know she's still alive? Like the whole like Nick Fury thing with him yeah, signing off the text, gamble, and then you're like, oh yeah, there's somebody left. Like, she may be dead. You don't know that. Like that could just be a total nothing. Aye. I think. F- fuck Ant Man and the Wasp. Like, sorry, <laughs> it looks fine. Whatever. Like, what are you doing putting that out after this? Like, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's such. It feels like a fuck you. Like if they if they did this, then did Captain Marvel, then did the next Avengers, I'd be fine with that because it feels like Captain Marvel is like a setup. Yeah. The yeah. next one, and that's going to take place in the the eighties or whatever it's 90s, supposed to nineties. Sure. Like, but like Ant Man and the Wasp. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you're releasing this a fucking like releasing this dumb heist movie. 
after like the biggest event in this franchise I just don't get I, find, I don't I get it. it like I get fucking wanting to make an Ant-Man sequel just surely they could have held off surely they could have, surely they're going to make enough money off Infinity War that they could have held off and just did Captain Marvel and then went to the next Avengers I think like, the thinking is it's meant to be like a kind of palette I hate cleanser. it I hate that don't don't <sighs> cleanse people's palettes like yeah. let that fucking let the, the again let the weight of yeah. that ending sit with people don't punctuate it with a joke I think Marvel which is what not. I feel like Ant-Man the Wasp was being yeah, such a, a joke yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird like, that the problem you have with Marvel they're even doing it in their film schedule yeah it's, really it's dumb like I hate it although I, I maybe I'm sure it'll be, the thing is like I'm sure it'll be fine like I'm sure it might be good but it's still gonna annoy me I'm gonna be like why, why are we watching this film right now do you think like, it will end post credit scene most it likely it will definitely with, end like characters yeah. yes yeah. I reckon it'll end with Hank Pym and the Wasp disappear. Do you think they'll get rid of the Wasp? Who's not having an Avengers slot? Yeah. I think they will get rid of the Wasp. I think it'll be Ant Man will be there. Yeah. Or maybe they'll get rid of Ant Man and keep the dun, Wasp. Dun, dun. Kate from Lost. Or they'll get rid of both and Hank Pym will become Ant Man again. Yeah. Did you see the whole thing where she was. There was a thing came out recently. Because I guess she was in interviews and so she's talking about The Hobbit. Where she signed on to The Hobbit under the pretext that she wouldn't be involved in the love triangle. And Whoa, then she what? Was, and then Peter Jackson wrote her into a love triangle after she'd signed Hang on, so did she actually And the whole reason that, like, yeah, yeah, because as far as I think the internet can work out is that that was very much what her character was there for in Lost for a lot of the time, was to oh, be in this okay, love triangle right, okay. between Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. And um, I think she was very, like, determined not to be involved in that. And then when Peter Jackson had to, like, reshift the movie he added that in as well and I was like damn I mean un- unfounded I feel a bit foolish if it wasn't for the Lost thing but that's a very weird and specific thing to put in your contract like no love triangles but yeah. based on the Lost okay that makes sense because I think what... she like we're getting to Lost fuck it like, <laughs> <laughs> she she seem, apparently has a lot of problems with the way like Kate her character played out in that show where a lot of the decisions she makes are belittled by the fact that she does a lot of it for the two men. Mm. And, like, she fucks a lot of shit up because of that. And, like, anytime she goes off with Sawyer, she's always looking back at Jack. And anytime she goes off with Jack, she's looking back at Sawyer. And her character was very much there as part of this love triangle. And mm. I think that... That would suck if you, after how many years of um, being in Lost? Yeah, like six years, you, yeah. You just, your character is still defined as um, the like the prize between two <clears throat> guys. And that's all your character is. Yeah. But, so maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll keep her and get rid of Ant-Man. Maybe. I doubt it. That makes more sense. I'm excited for the next one. I want to see Yeah, man. Go. I'm excited for Captain Marvel as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. For it's taking them a fucking good while to get some get a female-led movie, but yeah. we'll, 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 we'll let it slide. <laughs> we'll let you know they've had a lot on their plate. I'll let it. I'll let it slide for now. I don't think you can <laughs> let it slide. No, I don't think that's one thing I'll give to DC. Took them what three movies, and they three already movies. had a female-led superhero movie. Aye. It's taken Marvel what twenty fucking four <laughs> or something. Come on, guys. I'm letting the team down. Come on. Where's that Black Widow movie? Red Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hated it. It was awful. Um, sweet. Do we have... Is that fine? Is that enough? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'm I know that's a benchmark. But right. I can't think of anything else. I think, yeah. 
Good job, everyone. I like Thanos. I like that they gave him some. Fucking oh, that was a cool that villain. Was yeah, he's, a he's the best. I'd say, not so much fun. We all know I hate that word. I uh, I would say fun. Like the best villain. Say the most developed villain. Yeah. yeah. They give him a lot of screen time for a film with so many different characters. They give him a lot of screen time. I, I think it's fair to... They so almost much, make the film about him. Someone actually had a breakdown of like how much screen time everybody gets. Mm. And Thanos was the top with 31 minutes, I think. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting move to, like I said, almost make the film about him. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I don't yeah. just, like I didn't think I'd care at all. Yeah. I just assumed he would be the the next MacGuffin of like. Based his. on like how long he's been teased, I was like, yeah. he's been be teased, anything. but they haven't. He hasn't it's almost like anything. that's exactly. it. We, it was almost like we were teased, and we're everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's coming," and we were just going to be expected to know that he's yeah. this big badass. But they really do like make him work really well, and they give him some emotional depth. I do, I do, I think it's anyone who didn't see. So I I saw. Here's a fun thing, which we could talk about. Again, talking about my little trip to America. I went to see Avengers in the cinema in America. Hmm. You guys ever been to the cinema in America? A few times, yeah. They're annoying as fuck, right? Oh, how so? Uh, woo! woo! Every time a character comes on oh, screen, woo! You're talking about this! What's this? Who are you clapping at? Shop! Watch the movie! A lot of that, right? Oh, no. So the bit, when, the bit when he... The bit, and I just wanted to turn around and be like, Who are you? What? Shh! You are in a cinema! Silence! <laughs> it was driving me crazy. Never been more proud to be British. <laughs> but um, the bit when he decides to kill Gamora, everyone was like, <gasps> and I was like, really? Did nobody like the minute that Red Skull started explaining what was happening? You're I was like, like okay, he's gonna kill Gamora, and yeah. they still try to set up as I. And I was like, yeah, did nobody see this? To be fair, I did sit beside the guy like that when I went to go see it. It was very. <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> was it you? Catch your breath, mate. Oh, I'll tell you something else, right? We, our cinema world used to do it and they stopped and I'm so glad. Unassigned seating. I hate it. Ooh. I hate it. I hate unassigned seating. People will tell you it's bare? Shut up. Idiots. Sorry, my girlfriend Katie who said it was bare. Shh. Right? The thing is, unassigned seating is terrible because no one wants to sit next to strangers. Yeah. Right? So what ends up happening, happening is that people sit down in their little two, and they leave a seat. And the people come down, and they leave a seat. So now you've got a seat in between people, so you don't need to sit next to anyone. What you end up with is a cinema that should hold 500 people, that's holding about 400 with 100 one-seated bits. And so what you end up having is people coming in 10 minutes before the movie, get people are fucking, oh, can you move, can you guys move down? Can the whole room move down? You should have just done that to begin with! And then, also, the other thing that annoys me, which is in the grand scheme of things, which used to annoy me when our city world was unassigned, is they fucking have, like, if I book a ticket for Avengers Infinity War, like a month before Infinity War comes out, but then I get stuck in traffic, and show up like two minutes before the movie starts, guess what? You're in the front row now. That's where what? you're sitting. But if it's a sign seating, because you're late, because you show up late, everyone's oh, no, taking the good seats. Okay, yeah, if, I, right. if I've got a sign seating, if I show up fucking two minutes before the movie starts, and I'm in J6 and 7, you can be fucking damn sure I'm sitting in J6 and 7. Both seats? That's a big person. Both of them. I'm a big boy. <laughs> like I like to have a room, I like to have room for my jacket. On one. <laughs> I don't want to put my jacket on the floor. It's sticky. 
Assigned seating's bullshit, and anyone who thinks otherwise is an idiot. No, assigned seating, assigned seating is good. It's good, yeah. and anyone who thinks otherwise is an idiot. <laughs> it's quite a strong declaration. <laughs> <laughs> Could be fundamentally wrong. Um, I think during that rant, like I saw of the American national anthem, she would start playing, and like that unassigned ticket for Avengers, who like slowly came down behind me like a flag. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. It gets all that. Oh, it's so annoying. People coming in right as the movie's starting. Like, oh, there's nowhere to sit. Oh, we can't get three seats together. Oh, sorry, guys, can you all show up? But I'm like, oh, we should have had this fucking sorted. Is that what the American cinema's doing? We went one, I can't actually remember how the system worked. It's comfy, though. Yeah. It's quite nice seats. Yeah. I went up to buy popcorn because I went up to buy popcorn and then drink. And um, I went up and I was like, hey, man, uh, could I have some? Is it is it salted popcorn? And he's like, uh, we can salt it. And I was like, oh no, but like, but like, do you? And he's like, well, yeah, we we can. And I was like, why? I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm not from here. Like, I don't know how. I'm a foreigner. Yeah, I was. I was literally. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm from Scotland. Like, we have salted and sweet. What what do you guys have here? And it's like it's butter popcorn. And I was like, yeah, that okay, that's cool. And he's like, we can salt it for you. And I was like, yeah, cool. So he goes up and he's like, scoops it in the bag and then he's like, do you want butter on it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dry popcorn. That's so <laughs> and then he put salt on it for me, which was cool. And then he was like, I was like, oh, can I get a medium Coke? And he's like, it's a, do you want the large? It's only a dollar extra. And I was like, no, the medium's fine. And he's like, let me show you the sizes. <laughs> so he pulls out the small. And I'm like, cool, looks like small. Pulls out the medium. Which is one of the biggest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then he pulls out the large, which is, you know, KFC, like, family bucket? Yeah. It's one of those. Jesus. And he's like, and I was like, oh, the medium's good, man. He's like, are you sure? You get free refills. I was like, I will not even make a dent in the medium. Please just give me the medium. If you get free uh, refills, why don't we just get the medium? And then no, you only get free refills with the large. Oh, it's mad. But you would never need it. I like I watched a fucking two and a half hour movie. I watched Avengers: Infinity War. I drunk like half the medium. Also, the medium was the only one that had Han Solo stuff on it. Which, as dumb as that movie looks, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a cool cup. Fair enough. So that was my. I, I I was fascinated when you said that you'd see Infinity War in America to see what the American cinema going would be like. Yeah, that was what I wanted to go for, and I feel I got a good experience. I went to see it in. Uh, the I can't remember the name of it, so I'm not gonna go there. But I saw it at a cinema in Portland. I suppose it's a cool heard of it. They mention it a lot in the Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. I suppose a cool kind of throwback. I actually saw the first Lord of the Rings film in America. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. That was a cinema. The first one. The first one fell short of the ring. I remember I was only about eleven years old when the first Lord of the Rings movie came out, and towards the end I started crying because it was too long and I wanted to go home. <laughs> 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 so. <laughs> There's a fun fact about me. Danny, what was your first experience seeing the first Lord of the Rings movie? didn't see Lord of the Rings in cinema. You fucking call yourself a film fan. <laughs> what about the Hobbit films? Oh, I've only seen that. Danny's only seen the first one. And he's seen the back end of the second one because I drunkenly made him watch it. Wow. Um, I, I watched the first one and um, I still feel like spiritually I am still in the cinema. It felt like <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> five years later or whatever it is uh, I still feel like I'm in the cinema um, and I didn't, couldn't be bothered <laughs> watching the second and third so one right that's that's 
plenty, boys. Right. <laughs> Jamie, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for having me on. That was good fun. That was the Star Trek episode. That was about goddamn time I saw that movie again. It's yeah. been a long time. Good fun. Um, Danny, where can people find us? People can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Second Opinion. That's second with a two. No one ever gets in contact. But no. it's nice to... I got in contact once. Incidentally, uh, I... Oh, I have to pee so badly, but I'll throw this out there. Uh, when I was in Vancouver, I stayed with a friend of the podcast, big fan, uh, my friend Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Hello, Johnny. How you doing? Giving him a little shout out. Uh, he is a big fan of the podcast. Right. Uh, and is a big fan of us and loves listening to our dynamic. And he really wants to meet you. He was like, what's Danny like? What's Danny like in person? Well, let me tell you, Johnny. Tell Johnny <laughs> what you were like in person. In person or on the podcast? In well, person. he knows on the podcast. In, the per- in person. Um, um, sometimes ridiculously early when I turn up. You are early. I'll tell you to show up at half four and you'll uh, show up at about two. <laughs> Not that early. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that early, Johnny. It's usually about 10, 20 minutes Johnny, early. Johnny, just don't, don't, <laughs> don't hear that. I'm, I'm usually about 20 minutes early. It's a, it's a uh, train in a subway here, you know. I, it's hard to judge him. And then yeah, you don't just want to linger outside. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I am still shaving or something like that. Uh, I um, like wearing jumpers. Uh, yeah, I um, long hair. I, I have long. Well, mostly it's long hair. Um, sometimes I'll I'll give it a wee. Uh, I'll get I'll get oh, a haircut. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't go to haircuts very often. And what's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue, Jamie. In fact, oh. you brought that up actually. I mean, I don't feel as an adult many people ha- keep their favorite <laughs> colors. I've always thought it was blue because I find blue quite relaxing. Um, but like, I'll I'll stick up a red thing if I find it. <laughs> can't handle it. <laughs> Eat your JK Simmons, everyone. Eat your JK Simmons. Also, I pee less than Scott. Oh, I'm going to pee so bad. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.